Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Laura O'Brien, who is founder of Your Hospital Bag, breast cancer survivor, wife, nurse, midwife, mother of four beautiful boys, and she is sharing her incredible story. I, I think this is probably the most important podcast that we listen to as women and I know you're going to take loads from it and it's really inspiring and uplifting and positive so as always let me know if you enjoy and you can find all of Laura's details down in the show notes but for now let's get into the episode. So Laura welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for coming on. I um, I love to ask all my guests before we start to just, if you don't mind, give us an introduction, your name, a bit about what you do, and then we can get into our conversation, which I am, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm Laura. I'm happily married. I'm mom to four gorgeous boys. Um, they're all six and under, so it's a little bit of a madhouse here sometimes. Um, and I suppose my background and why I'm here today is um to talk a little bit about after the birth of my fourth little boy, um, I had an unexpected um breast cancer diagnosis, um, and I suppose for me that shifted an awful lot of my life, um, both personally and professionally. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's just, I suppose in an, in a nutshell, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And this is why I think this is probably one of the most important episodes that we're going to do because we're, I think 99% women listeners. And I think it's something that we can all benefit from. So if you don't mind, I would love to talk through your story and maybe just back to how your breast cancer diagnosis unfolded for you. So like, how did you find out? How did you notice yeah, so I it started I was when I was pregnant with my little boy, um I I noticed some changes and I in my right breast and I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether it was pregnancy related um or if it was something else. Um and I said it to my husband and he said, You know, Laura, if this is your fourth pregnancy, if you're not sure, you know, you know your body very well and I would have been very in tune with my body. And he said, If you're not happy about this and you're not sure if this is normal I think you should go get it checked out. So I went to my GP um, and she said that she thought that most likely it was pregnancy related, but maybe just to get it checked out um, because there was family history um, of breast cancer. So um, she sent the referral. I went in, they checked me out and because I was pregnant and they weren't overly suspicious at the time, they didn't do a mammogram. They did all the other investigations and everything looked fine at that time. Um, um, but they said to come back to them after I'd had the baby. Um, they had said either to wait until I was six weeks postpartum or until after I had finished um, breastfeeding. Um, so I put a reminder on my phone because I just knew that after the baby arrived, things were going to be manic. Um, so I put a reminder on my phone um, to follow up and to make an appointment. Um, and I did that. And I went in and I had a mammogram and they said that they thought that there was something on it. Um, they said it was very, well, they said it was very, very small, um, but they weren't sure. So they asked, was it okay to do an ultrasound and a biopsy on that day? So I said, yes, absolutely, no problem. 
Um, so yeah, they did the ultrasound and the biopsy. They took the samples that they needed and they said that to come back to them in, I can't, I can't remember at this stage, maybe it was maybe two weeks later mm. um, in and around that. And I went in and at that stage then I, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I, I remember when we were having a quick chat before we were mm-hmm. planning this episode, you said to me that it was at a time in your life that it could, it could have so mm-hmm. easily slipped through with everything that was going on. And that just stood out to me because I'm sure like it that it's so easy for that to happen to just say, look, that's fine. Let's just continue on with all the other stuff I have going on and I'll worry about that later or it's probably nothing or yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I wasn't overly concerned because the tests that they did when I was pregnant were all fine. Um, and I so I wasn't I wasn't overly concerned. And for me, going for, for the mammogram was just ticking a box. Um, and, you know, as you said, you know, this was, you know, we we're in the height of the pandemic, you know, um, we were in lockdown. I had just had a baby. My husband works in the front line. Um, you know, he was busier in work than he'd ever been in his life. And I was at home with, you know, four small children. Um, and also at, at this time, we were being advised not to go into the hospital unless it was like absolutely, you know, urgent, urgent. Um, but there was something in the back of my mind that just said, no, you need to just follow up on this. You need to, you know, tick the box yeah. <laughs> um, and, and go in for that checkup. And thank goodness that I did, because as you said, if ever there was a time in my life where this just could have gone under the radar, this was it. Um, so I'm very, very grateful that I put that reminder in my phone and that I, I listened. I listened to that little voice in the back of my head that said, no, go get this checked out. Yeah, because as well, I think for women, like, especially when like you have four babies and you have so much stuff going on or anyone listed, whatever you have going on, it's so easy to just put whatever our needs are to the very bottom and to not give ourselves even a second to, to think about what we need. So I love, I, I really wanted to include that that message in this, that it's during those times that it's probably the most important to, if you feel annoyed or if you do notice something to get it checked and you also said to me as well there were so many things that I just love how you said because I think it, it was so insightful you said about the fear we can feel when we go to see a doctor that the doctor is not what gives us the the illness or the cancer or whatever it is the doctor is what will help us and in your case going to the doctor is what helped your outcome oh absolutely like it saved my life without a shadow of a doubt and um you know and I feel and I'm so so grateful to this day that I caught it it was caught so early um and that it was very very treatable because if I had left it you know another couple of weeks couple of months who knows I could have been looking at a very very different different outcome um and I think that that's that's key I suppose um early detection um early intervention early treatment um yeah it can change it can change somebody's story and had you been checking your breasts regularly like um for everyone listening Laura is also a a nurse and a midwife so health is something that you're very familiar with would you yeah. have been someone that you were checking your breasts really regularly and you would be really aware of your body and just know what is normal I, for you 
yeah I think I I well I would know what was normal for me and I think I would have been very in tune with my body and I think I suppose because I had um the couple of pregnancies very close together I think I was very in tune with my body but no I will put my hands up and I will say I would not have been somebody that on the first of the month would have you know done a regular breast exam it would have been very much on on an ad hoc basis um and but that is something that I have 100% gotten better at and yeah. since yeah and you've inspired me too as well because I am also from a healthcare background and I will hold my hands up and say that I don't check on the first of every month and something that would take me a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. that could like you say change an outcome it's not something like there's no excuse for me not to do it and I need like after our conversation the first time I was like I need I need to call my own bullshit and be like this is something you have to do it doesn't take long and it's really important um and I'm so glad that we're recording this because I think the awareness is so important um for everybody listening and when when we when you speak about your experience your attitude and outlook stands out to me and especially in the conversations that we had before this your your outlook on this is just so inspiring and you had said that your attitude is is half it's half the battle if not more of the battle when we're faced with any any difficult life things that show up and I love that because it's so true yeah no 100% and I do think that your you know our our attitude towards something is I think it's probably as you said more than half the battle and you know I naturally I would be a very positive person and um naturally my husband would also be a very positive person um you know and when something like this happens like a bolt out of the blue it can be you know it'll, it'll knock you for six and you know you can go through those moments of why me um you know and, and feel sorry for yourself but when I got my diagnosis you know we both that I remember that day we 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 went for a walk in the Phoenix Park um, and we sat down and we were having a chat and we made at that moment in time we made a conscious decision that we were going to be as positive as we possibly could about this um that we would be extremely grateful for what we have um and I think that that's something that really stood to us. Um, and yeah, I think that that made a huge, huge difference to my journey. And I suppose to the impact that it had on our on our family as well. Um, and I think that the rest of our extended family took the lead from us. Um, and, you know, it was something that people did comment on throughout and I'm not saying that this was a walk in the park and I'm not saying that that it was easy it wasn't it was it was horrific at times um but I do believe that um positivity and gratitude um made the experience a very different experience for me if that makes sense yeah and I was I was gonna say did you have any specific little tools or things that you did throughout it um but from your talking there I I am assuming that grat- practicing grat like actively practicing gratitude was one of those where looking for the good things that were still around you even when there was all this stuff that could make things feel like everything was falling apart 
yeah absolutely i i i did and um there there is there's a word um that it came into play and i from the 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 day that I got my diagnosis, I was really fortunate that at that time that my my husband happened to be with me for that appointment, um. And from then on, everything else was done by myself. All my surgeries, every appointment that I had afterwards, all my chemotherapy, my radiation, I physically was by myself going in for those appointments, and that in itself was really really challenging. And at one stage. I found it really, really difficult. Um, I'd had another knock um, in that my after I'd had my second dose of chemotherapy, my grandmother died suddenly. And it was around that time then that that my hair had started to fall out. And it really just felt like there was just all these things kind of coming together. And it was just it was really, really hard. Um, and I it took all my might to kind of summon my strength to, to get up and just to, to keep moving, to move forward. Um, and my husband, John was, um, was just, he was going through, he was reading an article on, on, on his phone and he said, Laura, I've just found the most perfect word. And I was like, oh, go on. <laughs> and he said, Mishnok. And I said, Mishnok, I like that. What does it mean? And he said, um, in short, it means courage, strength and bravery. And he said to me, that is you. He said, this week has been, I suppose it was the week of all weeks. It was just, oh, it was horrific. Um, and he said, just when I look at you, he said, this is, this is what I see. Um, and I had a we had a little look online and um, there's a gorgeous Irish company called um, Three Little Birds Illustration and um, I got we got on to Deborah and she had a version of it um, and we made just kind of a slight a slight little adjustment to it um, but she had sent that out and I have that in a picture frame by my hall door and every time I went out for an appointment I just took a moment, took a big deep breath, read it and just kept moving forward. And for me, that made a big difference. Wow, that's so powerful. It almost like even when you say it, like you can feel that it, it draws on that inner strength and, and, and that power that you do have inside to just help you keep going and showing up and doing everything that needs to be done. I love that. Wow. And it is. And that's, uh, you know, that word is still with me today. Um, I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, um, but in, in the company that I have now, um, that word is is probably my most used word because I just, I really do feel like it's my word. It got me through so much. Um, and um, it's something, I suppose, that I would encourage in my boys as well, you know, to have, you know, courage strength and bravery and whatever whatever it is that they're, they're doing you know because we all have our little challenges in life and not all of them will be as big as, as as something like a breast cancer diagnosis or or another type of diagnosis um but it, it's something that if I do have a, a rocky day um no matter what it's about big or small it is something that that comes back into my mind um and it's enough to you know if somebody said it to me if you know if I was having a rough time and, and my husband said the word to me it'd be enough to kind of for to catch me and for me to kind of go and kind of reset if that yeah. makes sense yeah 
Oh yeah, it's so powerful. I love it. I love it. Um, and of course, we are going to talk about your 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 business that has come out of this experience and that has so much purpose and so much meaning behind it. Um, but before we do, I was wondering if we could draw on your knowledge and also your experience and maybe share with the listeners some tips. Um, I know a lot of a lot of women listening to this will be extremely busy, will maybe have kids, will have a lot going on and self-care and putting themselves, not always putting themselves last feels really, really difficult. And one of the the things that I love to bring into my work is I'm such a big advocate of self-care, but a big pillar of that for me is proactive healthcare. And that is for women are proactive screening and things like our cervical screening, our, our breast screening, and just even getting a blood test or seeing a doctor if you're not feeling well, because like that, it can be the difference between situations changing. And also it's just that little bit of of looking after our health that we deserve, just like we give to everybody else in our life. Can we talk a little bit about breast health and what every woman listening to this can do to just be a bit more proactive about checking their breasts I know in Ireland that um mammograms start a bit later on in life so there is that that younger age gap where I think maybe that's why it tends to fall through our our attention a little bit because there's not as much of an awareness around it for like say women in their their early 30s or you know that the earlier age groups what can we do to just be a bit more proactive and start to to look after our health in this way I think, um, I think the kind of, you know, the campaign, the the feel on the first campaign, I think that that's really, really important because I think it's, um, you know, it's a specific day of the month and it doesn't have to be on the first, you know, pick a day that, that, that suits you Um, and put those reminders in your phone. You know, if you think that it's something that's going to go in and out of your head and you'll say, Oh, I'll do that next week or I'll, I'll do that in, you know, later on in the month, you know, put the reminder in your phone because I think that if, if it's in your phone, you're more likely, or it's in your diary, you're more likely to stick with it. You know, it's like, going to the dentist you know if if that appointment is in is in your diary you're not going to miss it and I think it can be you know as important as that or as as simple as that um and I think that um I think we all have like we owe it to ourselves we have a responsibility responsibility to ourselves to know our bodies um and I think that that's that's key because what's normal for me is not normal for somebody else Um, and I think it's really really important so that if something does crop up um, and you know you can go to your healthcare professional and say um, you know x has happened and that's not normal for me Um, and I think that that's that's the key Um, and I think yeah I, I think that's the key is uh, is is really just to know your body and just to know what's normal for you and just to notice those little changes and if there is something that you're not sure about just you know 
get it checked out you know it really is just you know as simple as that you know I hear like um, you know from a lot of people they would say um you know I die for my kids I do anything for my kids you know will you live for them you know will you know and that's that's what it comes down to if if it was your child who was coming to you with this with a problem you know of course you would drop everything and you would get them checked out to know that they are healthy and they are happy why wouldn't you do it for yourself you know um I'm a really firm believer in you know um you know and it's and it's not just you know for mums but I do think that that specific cohort especially in the the earlier years um that there is that things go go by the wayside and things get forgotten in the haze in the haze of everything but I think that that's just really really important that if you're happy and healthy your family are going to be you know are going to be happy and I think it's I'm struggling kind of with the to express that but I understand what you mean though yeah if you're not if you're not healthy and well you know to look after your family you know you know who is you know and I think that that's just that's just you know for me that that's key and I was you know 100% guilty of all my life I you know I would have put you know other people um you know their happiness you know was always such a huge priority for me and it's I suppose it's just now um that I am making the time and making myself a priority yeah and I even see it like in with, with my own mom and stuff like if I see her and she's so tired and she's really stressed and she's so much going on and then if she tries to do something for me I'm like I'd rather see you take a little bit of time for yourself and feel less exhausted and maybe have a little bit more energy for you than for you to do anything for me because it makes me happy to see my parents happy just like it makes your kids happy to see you happy and healthy and and all of that stuff and it is that that flipping flipping it around because and I know some of you guys listen to this you don't have kids but it's the same the same goes even in your relationships even at home if you never give anything to yourself you've nothing to give like I even see it when I'm sitting on the couch with my partner and if I have been going 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 and saying I don't have time for this I I have to keep doing this but I'm cranky and I don't have anything to give him or I don't have anything to give friendships or my work and it is I know I used to laugh when I was negative Nancy and glass kind of half empty gal when when people like oh when if your cup is empty you've nothing to give but it's so true because if you have nothing to give nothing and it's just it's 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 a tough one and I know it it varies in difficulty depending on your situation and what you have going on but it is probably one of the most important things that I think we can try to change our perspective on for for our health yeah yeah absolutely and not just you know for our physical health I think for our mental health as well that that is so so important um but yeah no back back to back to your your original question I think just even as simple as putting the reminders in your phone if you you know you've had you know if you've had your smear test and you know that you're due to go back in a year's time or in you know two years time put the reminder in your phone at that time to follow it up because you know 
life happens and things happen and you know you can forget about things and um, but I suppose it's just to eliminate the risk um and if you can do just one small step for yourself um you know put the put the reminders in there whatever or where wherever on your wall wherever yeah. and then if we are to find something how did it how did you feel was there a lot of fear going to get it checked or did you feel I suppose because you, you work in healthcare you may have been okay if the earlier I get this checked the, the 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 better it is for me but I know that fear of what a doctor might say to us or fear um like I know you work in a GP and I was or you were a GP nurse and I was as well but the fear even patients would have getting their blood results and are getting different results it, it can be quite scary and I, I understand why people might put it off because it is the fear of the unknown and what happens next and what do we do do you have any advice for anyone who who feels afraid and and yeah I... yeah I think um for me sorry for your your first question no I wasn't afraid to go get it checked out because I genuinely did not you know I was you know it was in my early 30s I was pregnant I you know and I and I I say you know because I was pregnant I was really looking after myself and I was really really looking after my body so I did not for one minute it did not cross my mind that there was anything sinister going on um and I I still, I, there was just something in the back of my mind, just, just saying, you know, just, just go get it checked out. Um, but I think that for us and for me, I think the fear of the unknown, I think is, is more frightening. Um, and when the scariest part of when I got my diagnosis was, from the day I got my diagnosis, um, afterwards I had to have some scans, um, you know, to see was it still localized to the one area, had it spread, and that that time of the unknown for me and, and not knowing what I was facing was probably the scariest, um, the scariest time. And I often think that when we know what we're dealing with that that's less frightening and so I will go back to my point of going to the doctor doesn't give you you know an illness it doesn't you know it doesn't give you cancer a virus you know it's if you have it you have it and um going to them is your opportunity um I suppose to fix the problem you know to get the help that you need whether it's uh, whether it's an antibiotic, whether it's surgery, whether it's further treatment, um, whether it's you know just to talk to somebody, um, yeah, that that's yeah, yeah, and um, I have one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we talk about your um, your passion project, um, the re- the the recover the positivity rates associated with early diagnosis are possibly much better than a lot of us are aware of um like I know we hear the word cancer and of course automatically it is met with fear because it it's it's a huge huge thing to 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 face in your life but what really stood out to me again when we were chatting was you were speaking about how 
good the, the positive rates are when we do get it diagnosed early and again to maybe use that as your reason to just get it checked to just get up and go yeah, a hundred percent. Early detection, early treatment is what saves lives. Um, and I remember the the day that I got I got my diagnosis. Um, I was talking to one of the nurses, you know, um, and Sarah Jane. She's just the ultimate professional, so knowledgeable, but just really kind and compassionate. And I just felt that she got me. Um, and I remember her her saying at that time, you know, um. I know that the word cancer is really, really scary. You know, nobody wants to hear that word. Um, but, you know, this this is so treatable. Um, and I know and I know at that stage we didn't know the full picture. But she had said to me, you know, um, this is just going to be a blip in your life. This is just going to be a nine month blip in your life. And then after that, it'll all be in the past and everything will be, you know, will be good again, you know. And I remember at the time looking at her and I remember going, a blip this is a really big blip. <laughs> I don't think that's the word that I would use for this, but okay. <laughs> you know, and she was a hundred percent right. You know, nine months and one day later, you know, I, you know, I got the all clear, you know, and, you know, I feel, I feel really, really fortunate that I listened to that little voice in my head. Um, and I know I keep saying it and you keep saying it, but it is 100% the truth, early detection and early treatment can save your life yeah yeah well and thank you for sharing your story as well and I so I'm going to put you on the spot now with a question <laughs> do you you don't if you don't have an answer don't worry would you have a, a biggest lesson that you've taken from this whole experience is there anything that you've learned could be anything at all yes um the biggest lesson that I think that I have learned I think that to make time for myself whatever it is that um you know I used to I used to feel like a little bit guilty you know if I was if I prioritize doing something for myself um ahead of you know spending time with my family and um yeah I think I think the biggest thing I learned is really you know to look after myself you know whether that is you know going out for going out for a walk and going out for a night meeting up with my sisters and even just going to bed early you know or in the evening times you know um rather than you know running around like you know a lunatic getting ready for the kids getting ready for school the next day taking that time to sit down with a book and a cup of tea and take half an hour for myself and and that that's it's not it's not selfish it's it's self-care you know it's self-preservation and that for me I think is is my biggest my, my biggest lesson you know to slow down and to um also to slow down just really really enjoy the simple things in life you know um enjoy time with my family with my friends and just do those little nice things for myself that um before I would have had a niggle in my mind saying oh don't do that you know you should be doing this you should be you know you should you need to go to work or you need to you know clean the house or whatever um but yeah to make that that little bit of time for myself um 
I think is is probably one of the biggest lessons and also the power sorry the power of our mind that's a big thing that was a huge lesson sorry that I learned sorry <laughs> that's another thing yeah the power of our mind I really really do feel um that um like we said earlier on just our mindset and that and our attitude towards things is is, is more than half the battle you know mm. circumstances are, are just 10% of life and our attitudes towards them is the other 90% yeah. um I think they are the two two things that I know from this I love them and I actually have two things they would probably be my two um I did an episode last week of my biggest lessons from 2022 um one of my lessons was um to slow down and create more five-star moments for ourselves and often those moments are just like those those ordinary things the coffee and the the book the the little hair mask the the walk in your favorite place just going out of your way because time passes so quickly and my reflection was that the year had gone by and instead of I kind of just focused on the struggles and and the hard stuff when there was actually so much good stuff in there and my mind because I was looking at only looking for the bad it had just blanked out everything good and it can really feel like we're drowning in in the hard stuff when when if we can just practice that little switch um it just makes such a massive difference and even in my my own health struggles like I remember when I was in my early 20s my attitude towards my health um I have a heart condition my attitude was awful it was all I could see was this is the worst thing that could have ever happened I was just angry I I I never looked for positives it was just all it was all really really bad really dark and my actions also were born from that outlook so naturally I felt negative and I was angry about it I did nothing to help myself and I was so lucky in that mine is very influenced by my lifestyle and I have a lot of control in in what way it, it manifests but my my attitude was like that that foundation point that everything else was kind of built on and when I changed it and when I learned more about positive outlook and practicing gratitude and appreciation it's the only reason that I have completely done a, a, a 180 in terms of where my health is and I know for life going forward it it doesn't scare me none of it scares me because I know that how I look at it is often how I can lose a lot of the fear and a lot of the anger um so yeah I love the two lessons that you shared I think are probably the most powerful things that we can take for any any situation in life anything that's going that's going on yeah and I think you know when you hear you know um the term kind of practice gratitude you know it sounds like this this big you know is that this big thing is that this big ritual or you know and it's not it's it's really like you say just those five star moments just having if you're having a tough time and no matter how hard it is when you look around you there is always something positive you might just have to look a little bit harder to see it but it's always there and I think if you can start off doing those small little things and looking for those small you know naturally I think the rest will come um 
and yeah and you know you know people you know used to say to me like how I mean you have four small children you've just got this horrific diagnosis you know how are you how are you still smiling you know and you know I remember somebody you know saying to me you know you can tell us how you really feel you know you don't have to put on this brave this brave face you know you need to feel your emotions and I was feeling my emotions and one of them was I'm extremely grateful you know that this you know yes this is this is horrific and it was going to it was going to be the biggest challenge of my life but um I was just really really grateful that I listened to the voice and that I had the support around me like my family and my friends were like absolutely incredible and they were like absolutely amazing they really really showed up for for me and for for my husband and my my boys um and without them um I would have been completely lost um but yeah I think I just yeah just looking at those the positives in your life and just looking for those little as you say five star moments yeah go out of your way to make those (laughs) moments you deserve it and I really want to talk about your business which was inspired by your whole journey and even when you were explaining it to me before you know when you can just feel the purpose and the intention behind something and I just love hearing about businesses that are born out of like you saw a space for something that would help a lot of people especially when they're going through something like you went through so would you mind telling us a bit about your business yeah well um my new company is called your hospital bag and it's exactly as it sounds it's everything that somebody would need for their hospital bag um no matter what the reason is um and i suppose the idea came about was i i love rituals um i like i'm a very organized person and i like to have you know a very specific routine and um when i would come home from having my chemotherapy um i had like a very specific routine and little things that I used to do and I'd come home I would take my makeup off I'd get into my pajamas I'd do an eye mask maybe some meditation um and I suppose just throughout that I I found the little things that made things a little bit better for me um, and made the journey a little bit you know easier for me um from little things like when my uh, my dad used to come over I had used to have my chemotherapy on a Monday morning my dad would come over and he would um, sit with the kids while my husband dropped me in and I used to hate um, he, I had a travel cup and I used to hate um, that it was like this it was one of those kind of plastic ones and I always just felt that especially when I was having my chemotherapy my taste had changed so much and I used to hate drinking out of it and um, so I searched high and low for um, like a uh, like a ceramic cup so like a travel cup so that I at least when I was on the go that I felt that I was drinking out of you know a normal cup you know when I was waiting for my appointments or when I was in hospital all day at least I kind of felt that I had that little thing so it's just those little things that made my journey um a little bit easier and I just when I was packing for my hospital bag you know we were in the height of the pandemic I had been told to you know at the time that the word cocoon was was the word being used you know and they said not to be going out and you know to stay at home as much as I could so when I started looking for all those little things I just felt that what was out there was was very 
I don't want to use the word generic, but it just kind of lacked that little something. Um, and I kind of felt if there was a time in my life where I was going to pamper myself, where I needed pampering, like this was it. Um, so I suppose, yeah, as the journey went on, I just kind of felt that this was a gap in the market and this was something that I could do that was meaningful and purposeful um, and that could make things a little bit easier for somebody else um, who might be going through through a difficult time. Um, and so as I would go in for my appointments, I'd have my notebook and I'd, you know, jot down little ideas. And I had always said to myself now, whenever I got better, that this was something that I was going to do. Um, and I did it. I took a big leap of faith in myself. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really proud of myself that, that I did that. And I'm really, really happy with um, the brand that I, I cultivated sorry excuse me that I've cultivated um and um and like that you know I, I'm really proud of the meaning that's behind it um and yeah so I I really do hope that um that it does help somebody else out because yeah. um, journey those things they seem so small like going a little bit out of our way to get the nicer product for ourselves or to do like that your ritual like you did for yourself when you came home it's it can seem such a small thing and almost feel like oh would that even make any difference but it really does to to give yourself that little bit of extra special attention and bit of of time I think is so it's so powerful um and I would be like you I absolutely love rituals whether it's like in the morning with my coffee I use an essential oil or I'll just light a candle for the five minutes that I'm sitting down or just that one small thing but it, it really can change how you feel um so I just I love that idea and you can also I assume gift it if you know someone who is is going through a difficult time and you're not sure what to to buy for them or how to yeah absolutely there you know there are several several options but just so I just wanted to pick up on something that you said there and I do and this was key for me that I've kind of felt that for whatever your hospital stay whether it was for overnight whether it was during the day whether it's for an appointment for an hour I just felt that it was really really important to be comfortable during those days and you know and to feel a little bit pampered because I kind of feel that when we care for and we mind ourselves that we automatically feel better and I think that this in turn affects our mindset and I think that it's so important back to that you know positive attitude and um and being grateful that it's it's so important to have a good frame of mind during your hospital stay whether you're there for an hour whether you're there for a day whether you're there for you know a week a month whatever it is um I think it's important to kind of to keep yourself in a really good good frame of mind but yes we do have lots of different gift options um and you know that you can send to somebody you know who's having a difficult time and um, we have my favorite is like our grow our grow box and it's it is it's a little box of love um and it's a treat box that you can it, the, the contents vary um every couple of months and yeah you can just send it to somebody just to let them know that you love them and that you're thinking of them and yeah, uh, yeah. it's such a gorgeous gift idea thank you thank you 
Yeah, and I think that there's a really good balance between the practical things um, that we need when we're in hospital and then also, you know, to have the, the lovely the lovely options. And I think the one that I'm most proud of um, is, is and it's, it's very specific, it's very niche, um, is, is our DOCUS gift set. And that's for anybody who's having cold cap therapy. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of cold cap therapy, um, but it's for, you can have it when you're, for, when you're having chemotherapy and the it's the I suppose it's to try and help prevent hair loss um but it's not particularly nice it's quite uncomfortable um and I had tried that um at the beginning of my chemotherapy um and it's just it's something to try and make that process just that little bit easier um, and that little bit more comfortable for you so that was actually the one the first thing the first thing that I had that I came up with um that kind of got the ball rolling for your hospital back yeah that's so gorgeous so my last my last question is then where can we find your hospital bag um if anyone wants to gift it or even for christmas if you know anyone going through a tough time or in hospital yeah absolutely so our website is yourhospitalbag.ie and we are also on instagram and our tag is yourhospitalbag brilliant and I'll list, I'm going to link everything down below for everyone anyway. Um, so if you want to have a look and as I said, get a gorgeous gift for someone in your life. Um, oh, it's just fab. It's such a good idea. And Laura, thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I appreciate it. And I, I learned so much from it. And you have made me more aware of going out of my way to 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 be proactive about my health. And I'm sure everyone listening feels the same so thank you so much no thank you so much for having me um i'm delighted to be able to come on and to, to raise some awareness um so thank you so much <laughs>